Hello, my lovelies. This is the Gamer Mom once again with another fun episode. Sorry about missing Wednesday. Real life happened, and there's not much you can do about real life. On the other hand, everyone's okay. Things are going smoothly again. Now, last time I mentioned that I was going to be covering Dungeons and & Dragons. And I've got so many stories that it's a little bit difficult to decide where to start. For those who do read my blog, I t have told a little bit about the campaign I was in when I met the man I married. It taught me quite a lot about how not to game master. Killing off your players is not supposed to be your goal. Having fun is. I think one of the best memories I have of that game was my family went to Walt Disney World. I went along with them. It was the last chance I was going to get to go on vacation with my baby brother. My dear, sweet, wonderful baby brother, who I still miss. Well, that Friday night came along and I'm in the middle of a bar drinking with my dad on Pleasure Island years ago when Pleasure Island actually served alcohol to adult guests. And I realized our game's about to start. And our game master was the type of guy who, if you did not call in or did not contact him, he would assume your character was not there. And he was counting on me to forget about that. Because he was planning on killing off the entire party without me. So I told my dad, one minute, dad, and I called him up. And mind you, I was not exactly sober. And I called him up. I said, Jerry, 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 my bard is there. I'm there. I'm playing my little fingers off. I'm strumming my little heart out. Strum, strum, strum. Everybody's going to get their bonuses. At which point he apparently turned around and told my boyfriend, almost my fiance at the time, now my husband now, and said, it's for you. So the minute my significant other picked up the phone, I said, look, 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 my bard is there. I am playing my little heart out. I am strumming my fingers off, strum, 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 and everybody's going to get their bonus. Strumming, strumming, strumming. And after he heard me repeat myself several times so he could figure out what I was talking about, I he turned around and said, Everybody, you're getting your bonuses. Our bard is here. Turns out that me doing that saved everybody's life by giving them that little bit of extra chance. It turned an almost certain death scenario into a barely survive scenario. But I didn't have to come back to whole new characters. Now, this Game Master, when I said he had a habit of killing off his players, my first player, a spell singer, got killed by an ogre swinging a tree. Now, it was a complete mess and Trust me, I was not happy. And this guy was even going to be 
teaching his son how to play and had every intentions of getting his son's character killed by the party. Nope, not happening, not on my watch. You're talking a 10, 11 year old kid. You don't do that to the kids. That's mean. It's going to turn them away from gaming. That's not the point. You want them to enjoy gaming. You want them to relax and have fun. Not worry. Is the GM going to kill my character off today? Or do I have to have a backup character ready? We don't want them frustrated. We want to embrace the culture. So when we figured out that part of his end goal was to have us, specifically my significant other's character, take out his son's character, we decided we weren't putting up with that. So I made sure to get all the relevant information from this little cleric about who he is, what he liked, his passions, his interests, and I'm getting all these details and I'm making notes. Now, his mother, the kid's mother, my knight, started getting worried because she knows how her husband is. And it was like, what are you planning to do to my son? And I was like, don't worry, don't worry. We've got it under control. He'll be fine. And so when we finally got to town, my character, being the bard that she is, stood on street corners, went to bars to play, and sang praises of this poor little cleric who had no idea what on earth was going on. And by doing so, got him removed safely from the party and into a seat of respectability while drawing attention to his corrupt church. The cleric was fine. The cleric was a good kid. His church, not so much. And they wanted to hide and work behind the scenes. Nope. So I started talking about this church and bringing attention to this church. So they invited my character over for a nice long chat. And while there, they were showing her around and trying to subtly threaten her by showing her the paladins in training and the holy warriors in training, which she was taking notes on. So that way, when she got back, she could report to her boss slash owner. She was a paid pet. And let them know what was going on, that this church was building up a force. You can't exactly threaten me. I react badly. So, when they finally tried to bully her owner, I do use that term loosely, when I say I was a paid pet, I mean precisely that. My character was having all of her fees covered, having her food bill covered, and all she had to do was follow this character around, entertaining her, telling her stories, singing, dancing. Nothing bad, just simply entertaining this character. But the way elves were viewed in that, they were little more than chattel. And my character being a half-elf was treated fairly poorly. 
So even though we claimed and catch the quotes on the claim that she was owned, it was more of a business arrangement. No actual slavery involved. It was just convenient. The Game Master was not happy about how we completely turned his game around. We also ended up driving another player absolutely insane. All it took was a talking sandwich, and he did the rest himself. The rest of us are going, huh? As he was going off and freaking about out about how everything was talking to him. The only thing that talked to him was actually a breakfast muffin that said, hello. That's it. Didn't have to do anything else. And that's because somebody in our group did had ventriloquism magic and decided to mess with him just a little. But apparently he was already on the edge of being completely insane. So he ended up having the Game Master confused, all the players confused, and he's just going off on these tangents. By the end of it, he ended up getting executed. It's like, what did you do? Okay, so you stole some perfume on accident. You are absolutely convinced you're under a curse, but nobody can find a curse on you. You broke into a house. What is wrong with you? And we're just trying to figure out what is going on. Meanwhile, he's going on about how his sword is talking to him. I wish, and he's like, get my sword talking to me. And the, and the game master is like, I don't know. Is it? It is. I knew it. It's like, oh my god. But by the end of it, our succubus stole his leg. I'm still trying to figure that one out. He ended up executing, getting executed, and it's like, Okay, I think we're done here. We we just can't handle that kind of insanity. One thing I don't care about D&D, and some people absolutely rely on them, modules. I view modules as inspiration. I know some people follow the module exactly, but as the old thing goes, no plan survives first contact with the enemy. And if you get somebody who's read that module, there's nothing that's going to surprise them and they're going to know what to do, what not to do. It's no fun. But, again, that's my personal preference. I know some people are trying to figure out how to make a fun game for them, and so a module is a quick, easy way. And I will admit, for a one-shot, a module is the way to go. It's a lot easier than trying to come up with a nice, short plan. But otherwise, I'll stay away from those. Thank you very much. Now, another friend of mine started a group. We first started at a convention, 
And there was about nine of us in that group in, in the room when he said he was going to do a one-shot campaign. And so we had 15 minutes to build our characters. Nobody talked to each other. We were all just doing our thing. And as he's going around and asking people about their characters, everybody was an elf, except for the half-elf. The half-elf was half-celestial. So pretty much elves everywhere you look. Elves, elves, elves. That was one of the funnier moments. And that ended up being a fairly fun game. I don't remember much about it because it was so long ago. But just the whole ironicy of nine people not saying anything, all in the same room, and we're all thinking elves. Later on, the game master for that one shot decided he was going to expand a little on the world. And so we were given the choice of we could either go and deal with a murder mystery in a small elven town or we can go hunting drow. We, did, we elected to do the murder mystery. Why not? There's only five of us at the time. We had a warrior, we had a cleric, ranger and rogue, and then me, the druid. So I decided to go wolf form since we're doing a murder investigation. And so I'm trying to help sniff out clues. And they're questioning people and almost all of the evidence pointed to a young barbarian who had been basically adopted but everything seemed too neat too pat so we were going through and trying to figure out who did what by the end of it it turns out and those who watch 70s and 80s cartoons are probably going to fall over laughing but it turned out it was the groundskeeper who was the culprit. We found the evidence for that. And he would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for those pesky elves and their little wolf. Yes, we ended up having a Scooby-Doo episode as our game. And I was Scooby. Could have been worse. I could have been Shaggy. <laughs> but no, I was Scooby. That is one of the difference between a homebrew and a module. A homebrews, almost anything can go. You, when you're running the game, you have the chance to make up the rules to suit yourself. And I actually like that. It gives a chance for creativity. In fact, a lot of my one-on-one -on -one role plays are more fantasy-based, and a lot of it can be actually translated over to Dungeons and Dragons. Be it um, if you want to use Pathfinder Two rules, um, Five Ed, whatnot. It's all good. Modules 
tend to be stuck in one thing. But then that was also years ago that I last dealt with the module, so I may be a bit behind the times. Okay, a lot behind the times. When the only modules I really had to deal with was for, well, first ed, AD&D. That's just how it works. I've been doing homebrew since. A lot more fun, a lot more creativity. And you can do so, so many things. Or have so many more options. My husband is one of the best game masters I know. Between him and my brother-in-law, the two of them are beyond creative. They come up with plots and they come up with plans and they come up with scenarios that make you really want to see what's going to happen the next time. I know some people say that I'm the same way and, well, it's because I like to write. Either posting or blogging, I just like to write. And I find it a wonderful stress reliever. A lot of the a lot of the people that I've dealt with seem to love how I put so much flavor text. One of my best posts that I have done on my own happened to be completely full of flavor text that the people felt that they were there that they could see it. And all it was was just a simple piece about how one of my characters, my main, Libra, went back to her one of her homes to gather silk. And because she was so happy, she was dancing. And there was so much flavor text, you could almost see the woman dancing through the rooms as the sunlight was fading. It also helped that I was listening to Pian Pian. Um, that was actually the name of the song. It's Chinese dramas are my weaknesses. And Eternal Love of Dream, that's one of the songs that they play. And it's absolutely beautiful. Yes, music is actually a big part of when I write or when I can I create I'll take inspiration here and there but I I write better I think better when I'm listening to various types of music that is how actually music works well with D&D I think that's one of the reasons why my favorite class and I'll be honest it will always be my favorite class is Bard because there's always so much inspiration. Absolutely love playing the bard. Cleric's my second favorite. I'll admit it, I do support roles. I'm not really much of a frontline fighter. I'm not good at it. But I do support. I know a lot of it probably seems more like rambling, but 
these are things to think about, things that are enjoyable. Now, for those out there who listen and who like your modules, I'm actually glad for you. I really am. It's not my cup of tea, but can't please everybody. For those who prefer homebrew, I'm with you there. Some of the best inspiration I've gotten was from other homebrews. I just love being able to sit down and throw ideas back and forth. Acting has always been a big part of Dungeons and Dragons, whether you realize it or not. It's not just in LARPs, like I talked about last time, but it actually has implications in all gaming. All roleplay is, is improv. You just happen to build the character. You're given the world, you're given the situation, you build the character, and then you decide how it's going to react to everything else. And gotta love improv because you'll come up with some great moments. Like in one game that we were playing, Silver Age Sentinels. I know not quite D&D, but it was still tabletop. We're in Japan in the process of rescuing a superhero who's in a coma and we have to sneak her out of the country. But we run into this giant villain group who stands there boasting about how they are the most powerful and wise group out there. At which point our sleepy bear looks up and goes, in Japan. And they start going on about how they're strong and how they're powerful and he repeats, in Japan. And by the time this five minute spiel gets done, they get interrupted every time they describe how wonderful and great and wise they are with the words, in Japan, reminding them that only in their small circle are they all these things. There's other people out there. So, we all joined in by that point in time. And it drove the NPCs up the wall because we weren't taking them seriously. How could you take somebody who's standing in the middle of a square making all these insane pronunciations? A little bit of mockery helps. Anyway, I will probably go more on into some of the Silver Age Sentinels, another pen and paper, on the next one. But I hope you did enjoy my chats on Dungeons Dragons, Good DMs, Bad DMs, Modules, and Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I love you all, and you be safe. Love ya, the Gamer Mom. <laughs>